right, welcome, come one, come all, to Beantown Podcast. This is Quinn David Furness, and that was not me on the guitar. That was my brother, who we will introduce in one second here. I think it was Aerosmith or, or Def Leppard, but it was a beautiful song. Uh, I am joined live in studio, aka my kitchen, uh, coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street here in beautiful Beantown by my older brother, the man himself, college graduate Jack Furness. Welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. He's speaking extra loud in his podcast voice. Nice. We are sipping on some drinks, and this was not announced because we didn't know we were going to be doing it until a couple hours ago. We're playing a game of cribbage live on the air, which probably the first podcast to ever play cribbage live on the air. So Jack is going to get the, the board set up and the card shuffled for us. We're happy to have you here. What's going on? How are you? A couple things to get out of the way before we uh, before we jump into the podcast. First and foremost, apologies for the audio quality. So most of you know when I do my interviews, it's usually with people, friends, family who are miles and miles away. So we're usually calling them via phone and we've got a whole system in place. And it, it sounds good but not great. Um, what we're doing here now, we have two people for one microphone and rather than sit uncomfortably close to each other for 40 minutes, we've got it in the center of the table and uh, we're going to do the best we can. You know the audio quality is a little low but bear with us um, because we're, we've got a hot game of cribbage coming here. So that's the first thing. The second is listener discretion is advised. Occasionally I'll drop some swear words here and there and then secondly on that the podcast is just objectively terrible so that's that if the uh the cribbage game goes short then we we have mancala on standby and um yeah we will uh we will just play by ear quite literally did not write anything did not prepare anything for this podcast and traveling in and out so yeah that's that jack Furness, welcome to the podcast thank you for joining us uh yeah, how's uh, how's how's your week been going? So far, so good. Uh, kind of been all over the East Coast this past week. I was up in New York, down in Jersey, Philadelphia. It's been a good week. That's very good. And you are going on tours of law schools. That's correct. What? Ooh, it's gonna be a good hand. <laughs> uh, for those of you just tuning in, we are playing cribbage live on the air, and we have just dealt out. Our first hand it's going to be uh, it's going to be real and spectacular for me uh, Jack what what have been the pros and the cons of uh, your law school visit so far what have you liked what have you not liked uh, pros honestly have just been you know being able to see uh, all these different schools get a feel for what it might be like to uh, be a student at some of these different places um, only real con for me is just it's you know it's been tiring traveling around and and all that. Yeah, so we are going to uh, I don't I don't have anything that interesting to to say right now. So we're just going to score my hand live on air because that's how uh, how proud of it I am. So I've got for those of you playing with us at home, <laughs> we've got I have a six, two eights, and an ace, which is a solid start in and of itself. And then a seven was flipped, which is magnificent. So I have 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2, 15-2,
15, 4, 15, 6, 15, 8, a pair for 10, and two rounds of three makes 16, which is helpful because I didn't score a single point in play. And Jack, it's your turn. All right, so we're looking at a 10-jack queen uh, with a 5, and that 7's not going to do much for us, but it's not bad. we got 15, 2, 15, 4, 15, 6, and a round of 3 makes 9. Very good. Not a, not a bad start. Not more than 9. Jack's going dancing. for the crib. Alright. Yeah, it's going to work for me. So we got a two, two threes, and a queen. So again, that's not bad. Uh, I'm able to use that seven to make a 15 two. That's good. And then correction. 15 four, 15 six, and a pair for eight. Not too shabby. Good for a crib. Jack's off to a decent start. Although mine wasn't bad itself. Uh, this might be the sleepiest podcast. I've recorded yet. It's about 10 p.m. Driven a lot of miles in the past couple of days. Work is crazy. So if you are getting to this podcast and it's 9 a.m. on Monday morning and you're looking for a jolt of energy to get you going, you might want to wait till your uh, afternoon nap because this is going to be... One, our voices are low because it's late. Two, the audio quality is lesser because we're further away from the microphone than I usually am. And... We're playing cards and drinking alcohol. So that's how this is going for you. Um, let's see, what was our, so we've been doing our, um, this is rough. What are your thoughts on the segment? Uh, we didn't actually ask a new question on Facebook in the middle of the week for debate because I was pretty slogged down with work. So last week we were talking about vaccines and we wanted to get your, uh, your thoughts on vaccines. Um, we didn't get a lot of listener feedback <laughs> through uh, through the Facebook page or the Twitter page or really any pages <laughs> or my email. You can always email us. That's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N, podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, so we're just going to move on to the next topic and uh, I actually, I've been thinking about this for a little while now, and I, I haven't thought of a, a good topic that, that I wanted to poise, so we're going to table that for a second. Jack, I'll, I'll open it up to your opinions or questions if you have any topics we'd like to talk about, sure. but I did want to give a quick shout out to um, a potential new subscriber. She's kind of doing her, uh, her training run, my, uh, my friend Ashley, if you're listening to this right now, I received some information just a couple minutes ago that you were listening to our podcast in which we discussed the 19th Amendment and the pros and the cons of that. <laughs> and you didn't seem too, uh, too enthused about that. Um, but if, if you like that, uh, there's a lot more where that came from on this podcast. We're always ruffling feathers and uh, feather and ruffles and that sort of thing. So um, welcome to the podcast. If you're listening right now, we would... Uh, Love to have you continue listening. Um, Jack, as you're scoring, I'll turn it over to you if you have any anything you'd like to talk about here. If not, then I'll pull something out of my butt. Well, I'm going to go ahead and score my hand first. Uh, so we're looking at a Jack, Queen, 4, 5, Ace. So we got some 15 options here. Uh, no knobs, unfortunately, but Solid it looks hand. like 15, 2, 15, 4, 15, 6, 15, 8. Pretty straightforward. And I have two tens, a four, and an ace, and the four is flipped. So a solid showing here. I've got, uh, I think, 12, but let's count it up. 
It's a good start over here. Let's see. That's 12. The other thing I should note about this cribbage board that I got for Christmas. Oh, that's crap. It's 15-2. Uh, two points in the crib. This is, I believe, half of the size that we have um, in our cribbage board at home. Uh, so it's, it's the same length, but we're used to just playing down and back, down and back at home, whereas this one is set up in a way that you go down and back, and then that's the end. Um, so we can decide if we want to go all the way back when we get down. I think we probably will. Need to for the sake of time, although we've only made it a third of the way, and we're already 11, 12-ish minutes into the podcast, so we'll, we'll play it by year. I'm not too concerned about winning and uh, losing this game of cribbage. It's, it's more of a show game, you know, kind of like the NBA regular season. Just kind of do it because you're scheduled to play 82 games. So uh, after after two hands, Quinn leads by a measly three pegs. So pegs pretty tight after two hands. I was thinking while I'm dealing this next hand, maybe we could talk a little bit about the history of cribbage. Um, oh sure. And for uh, those of you who don't know, cribbage is of course a peg-based card game. Um, I played some peg-based games in college, but we'll talk about that on a later podcast. All right. So, Cribbage is credited to the English poet, uh, the unfortunately named Sir John Suckling. <laughs> oh man, we're on a roll. In the early 17th century. Uh, it was originally a derivation of a game called Naughty, um, also unfortunately named. <laughs> and Cribbage was extremely popular um, and has existed virtually unchanged since the 17th century. So uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the object of the game is to score 121 points. To be the first to do so, you score for combinations of 15 for pairs, triples, fair royales, runs, flushes, knobs, heels, and so on. It's all pretty self-explanatory. So, yeah, yeah, if you got your penguin hoyle handy, you can uh, you can follow along with everything you're doing, so, or with everything we're doing. So, so I prepared a few. Um, Icebreaker questions. I guess we're Ooh. kind of past the point of icebreaker, but I guess twenty-five years past the point. Of you're, never, you're never too old to break the ice. So mm. put that on a, a picture. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's start with uh, an easy one. Who do you like, John Voight or Christopher Walken? Cage oh, match. I'm, I'm glad you asked because I think it's a direct reference to my new hairstyle. So if that's what made me think. If you've been on, if you've been following the podcast, or or you known me since September that's when I last got a haircut and uh, yeah it, it, I had my, my kind of go-to when the hair grows out a little bit is to do the like the comb over and not in like a creepy way it looks fine um, but it's it's gotten to the point now where it's just there's so much volume and I really don't know how to handle it so what I've been doing is because I, I don't like putting harsh chemicals in my hair of any kind uh, so I'll get out of the shower and I'll throw a cap on, a, a cap or a hat, uh, really any sort of head garment works. And um, it kind of mats it down. And then when I take the, the hat off, I look like both John Voight and uh, Christopher Walken, kind of double the talent sort of Have deal. Have you ever seen the movie Holes 
Mr. Sir, that's exactly what the hair looks like right now. Excuse me. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. So John Voigt or Christopher Walken, my preference is probably up here. Um, I don't know. That's tough because they're 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 pretty different in what they bring to the table. I really it's interesting because I know John Voigt as a younger actor, particularly from. Uh, Deliverance, he was really good in that, and I really only know Christopher Walken as an older actor, mm. although I was just, Jack, maybe you know about this, Christopher Walken was a real song and dance guy growing oh, yeah. up, and there's, sure. a, um, there's a great clip of a movie he was in on YouTube, I don't remember what it's called, we can watch it after this, but he's doing this sweet tap dance number, and um, he's undressing, and it's, it's fun and games, that sort of thing, but Christopher Walken was a, was pretty good as a young guy, and then one of my favorites, uh, they did the uh, the Peter Pan live action a couple years ago. I think my sophomore year of college, and Christopher Walken, of course, played Captain Hook. Oh yeah, and that was uh, that was a wild ride. Um, and he does a little tap dance number in that as well. And he took a lot of flack for it, but hey, if anytime Christopher Walken's playing Captain Hook, I'm not gonna complain about that. So before I I flip that question. Uh, back to you let me score real quick here so I have a king two fours and an ace I had a pretty similar hand formula to start here so 15 2 15 4 15 6 15 8 and pair for 10 I'm getting lucky so far I haven't had a hand under double digits which is nice <clears throat> and I'm looking at a double 10 jack queen Ooh, king good. so it's a pair for two and two runs of four makes ten so. we uh, step for step so uh, that question naturally leads to a second question, which is, who you like better as uh, Captain Hook, Dustin Hoffman or Christopher Walken? So I have never seen Hook, believe it or not. I, I do like Robin Williams. I, I tried to start it once, and I don't know. I just wasn't quite enthralled by it, which is a shame. Oh, that's a good hand. Um, because it's, uh, it's John Williams, I believe who did the score for Hook, and of course John Williams is timeless, um, but yeah, I've never actually forced myself to, to sit down and, and watch Hook, so I would have to take Christopher Walken just based on the fact that I've never actually experienced that role. Mm. From, uh, from Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman was uh, in Star Wars, actually, believe it or not. There's a sign for you. Yeah. Most people don't know that. It's a dating loophole. For all you, uh, all you single ladies and men out there listening to this podcast, if you're looking for an easy way to get a date, uh, check out that episode on Seinfeld. I don't recall what episode it is or what the title is, but yeah. Oh man, we are, we're, uh, we're burning through this podcast. We're already 17 and a half minutes in. So. Yeah, so while, uh, while we were uh, having that little Captain Hook debate, I, I got a... Tidy eight in the crib, and it looks from here like I'm about five up on Quinn. Could be four, could be well, five. Well, when you're so when you're on the inside, you go further quicker. And you track and field, so you know that. So it's it's deceiving in how it looks, but yeah, yeah, yeah you're always on the inside, which is not helpful <coughs> to me. So, oh, well, man. if I had to answer that question, and uh, I was thinking about it more from like a cage match perspective, oh, who do you sure. want? You know, who do you want in your corner in the ring? Uh, I like Christopher Walken. He's a scrappy guy. Absolutely. Um, you know, p 
punches above his weight for sure. But I'm going to go with Voight, and the reason is because I think Voight would fight dirty. I'm talking below the belt, fingers in the eye, purple nurples, all that, atomic wedgies. So. Well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but he does. Uh, he takes that guy out with an arrow in, in deliverance. It's a pretty mm -hmm. gruesome moment. So, now like if Kathy it was, Bates? it was, <laughs> yeah, Kathy. Where does that come from? What are you talking about? I thought Kathy Bates was in Deliverance. I don't think there's a single female actor in, in Deliverance. Actually, that I think about, it, I I'm not what sure about that the, there is. That little girl playing the banjo. That's not a girl. That's a man, dude. Um, Kathy Bates is in Misery. Which, uh, you ever read Misery? Um, no. Is that Stephen King? Yep. So I went on a Stephen <coughs> King kick right after I finished uh, working my way through Harry Potter. So I, I probably talked about this on the podcast back in January, but I read uh, four books. I read The Shining, I read The Green Mile, I read Misery, and then I read Stand, the uncut, unabridged version, which was a behemoth. I think it comes in at about 13 pages, or not 13 pages, 1300 pages. So that was a his longest a lot novel, to read. actually, just yeah. a bit longer than it, which is also a behemoth. That's so that's one that that you've read that I haven't. Have you seen either of the it film adaptations? I haven't. I've come close to watching the new one a couple of times. I really do want to see it. I loved the book, mm. but I have not made time to watch it yet. So I think what they're doing because the original film from the eighties, they try to cover everything. And I think it's about a three-hour movie. Um, I think what they're doing with this new one is they're doing a two-parter. So I think the first part just deals with um, the children. The children. Is that one or two points? Uh, that's just uh, one, two, two points. Okay. Right. And then I think they're planning on making a sequel. I don't know where we are in. 13. All right. 23. Yeah, we are being real vigilant here. <coughs> uh, they're going to make a sequel uh, dealing with the, the sort of second half of the book. Uh, Jack, have you read any other uh, Stephen King? I've also read The Shining and The Green Mile mm. and It. And that's all for me. Yeah. No. But hopefully more to come. Have you have you seen The Green Mile film? Because I actually You know, I saw it a long time ago and I, I don't think I caught the whole thing, so a little bit uh, disjointed. Yeah. Tom Hanks, uh, Michael Clark Duncan... Did he win? I think he won the Oscar for that role. Um, and then a lot of people in 2018 don't realize that Sam Rockwell plays a pretty big role oh, sure. yeah. in that movie. He's kind of a, a crazy guy, an instigator a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Sam Rockwell winning uh, Best Supporting Actor for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri this year. He's fantastic in everything that I've ever seen him in. I'm really... Have you ever seen Better Living Through Chemistry? I don't, haven't even heard of that, no. Don't watch Tell it. Tell me more. It's bad. Well, yeah, it's just not a well-written movie. Jane Fonda is the narrator, which ah. ruffles all my feathers. First red flag, yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever seen Seven Psychopaths? I have not. It was also uh, Martin McDonough who did Three Billboards. But that, so this, we're coming full circle here because that is... Uh, Colin Farrell gets first billing, but then it's Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken, uh, who we were, of course, just talking about. And then Woody Harrelson plays the, the antagonist in that one as well. That's a very entertaining film. Very strange, but if you like Three Billboards, you would like um, Seven Psychopaths, because that was also very well done. Those are Martin McDonough's two big films now, but 
Yeah. Uh, what about if you had a cage match between Dustin Hoffman, John Voight, and Christopher Walken? Does that change anything for you? Or is Voight still coming out on top? Oh boy, that's a tough one. Uh, young or old? Prime. Career prime. prime. It's up to you to decide. Uh, I'm not I just, sure that Christopher Walken's got there yet, to be honest. He's still going. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just don't see Hoffman making it through the first five minutes. I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen The Graduate? Oh, man. Invertebrate. <laughs> I actually haven't seen The Graduate. Oh, I know man. what you mean. <laughs> so that's a good one. Great, great soundtrack. Simon Garfunkel, or is it? Simon Garfunkel. Okay, very good. I only know Mrs. Robinson, but I'm sure that there are other. Oh yeah, that's uh, they did the whole soundtrack if I remember correctly. Just to uh, catch you up on where things are, um, pretty similar to last hand. Looks like I'm ahead of Quinn by about four. Tough to say. Could be three. Could be four. Uh, and we just passed sixty, so we are at the halfway mark, and it's a it's a tight one. Jack's got the crib coming up next, though, so he is sitting uh, not I wouldn't say comfortably, but he's in a better spot than than I am at this point. And my hand is really uh, not good. In fact, we're, we're staring down three points right now. And, you know, in, in, in cribbage terminology, this is known as the mid-game slump, and it, it just happens. You come around that second bend, the, the eights and the tens dry up, and you run into the twos and the threes, and, uh, well, we don't have to tell you what that's like. Yeah, you start the game thinking, wow, this is only going to last 15 minutes, and then half an hour later, you're still working your way in. So, uh, we're at 30. 30. I can't go. 31. 7 for me. 17. Clutch. Uh, yeah. This is a, uh, a, a five-point hand. I've got a 10 jack-queen, 7, and a 7 was flipped. So, we're looking at a pair and a run. Just missed the flush. Which is uh, not particularly helpful at this stage. And nothing too interesting over here. It's a 5-5-10 five, five, ace with the 7 flips. So we're going to get a couple 15s, 15-2, 15-4, and a pair for 6. That's about all I can do. Hmm. All right, so uh, I got another question for you. Do you see yourself as more of, well, are you a shaker or a mover? <laughs> I've heard that question before, and I don't know what it means. Hmm. Um, so, so I, I'd say I, I'm a little bit of both, you know, I go for the, the cop out answer because you, you get me at a Grand Central, which is the, the gay nightclub up about three blocks and you better believe I'm doing a little bit of shaking and moving. So I'm shaking my booty and I'm moving away and the guys start hitting on me. So I would say it's more common in my life to be hit on by, by a man than by a woman. And, you know, I embrace that, you know, but I, I don't really know what to do with it. That's that. That's how I feel about that, Jack. What is what is shaker versus mover mean? Well, it's open to interpretation. Uh, it's kind of a a probing question because it, it forces you to um, take that question and, and put it into any number of contexts. So, for example, when I hear that question, I I think of uh, myself in you know like a leadership role. Uh, how how do I manage people? So it's interesting to hear you take that to the gay nightclub context. Um, That's often where things end up pretty quickly here. Yeah. yeah. Jack, have you ever had any crazy escapades in Boys Town, Chicago? I uh, can't say that I've ever spent a lot of time there. So You've never been to Boys Town IHOP at 
3 a.m. and you're just looking for some pancakes and a good time, aka coffee, and next thing you know, it's 6.30 a.m. and you're hitting the red line and you're struggling to stay awake and next thing you know, you're sitting there at Howard and there's a CTA guy in a green jacket poking and prodding you to tell you to <laughs> get off the train and it's 6.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning and your roommate's parents are coming over at seven for breakfast and you promise you'd be there and you walk all the way from the Howard Red Line Station on the border of Evanston back to your apartment in Rogers Park and uh, you get in at about 6.55, five minutes before your roommate's parents come home and you don't even have time to shower and you do a quick little throw up in the kitchen and you're ready to go because they brought maple syrup and you gotta hydrate yourself and you're a little hungover and then you gotta go to church I mean communion that's a little hair of the dog that bit you have you ever had that not that exact experience but I think I know what you mean yeah it was uh, one of my dear friends Aaron I'm gonna tell the story Aaron I hope you don't mind it's how we met so this was September of 2016 right around the time I was starting grad school and I was on tinder as one often finds himself and I match with this beautiful girl Erin we hit it off we go on our first date we go we got a drink somewhere in Edgewater on Broadway I don't remember exactly where but we get that everything was great I thought we were having a wonderful night we stay out pretty late that's the end of the date, nothing nothing too romantic happens, but it was a really nice time. Next thing you know, boom, she ghosts me. Oh man, I was crushed, I wasn't expecting that. We'd go probably two or three months without uh, any sort of contact, but I had, I don't know, for some reason we were friends on Snapchat, and so I was at my parents' house in Oregon that winter break for a week, and I remember I was really drunk off of something, but that's usually the way it is when I'm at my parents' house. And I remember sending a Snapchat to Erin. It was probably like a yo, 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 what's up kind of deal. And she responded back, and we get to texting, and next thing you know, she tells me that, and, and she's made this public, so it's fine. She's a lesbian, but she was kind of trying some new things out, matching with men on Tinder. So... That's why I got ghosted because I basically turned her off completely to the concept of men. But we ended up striking up a friendship and we, uh, our thing is to kind of go out in Boys Town or we like to go out in Logan Square. We love to hit up Emporium at like 1 a.m. That's always a good time to play some video games and just drink a little bit too much. And then our calling card is IHOP Boys Town at about 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning, which is... Believe it or not, when they're busiest, because that's when everybody's going to that IHOP. So we do that, and then uh, it's a it's a good time. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you start because I dealt. <coughs> we got off the rails a little bit. Follow that. Well, it's always good when you got some stories for the podcast. Eighteen. So. You're getting, you're getting to see a little bit of cribbage in action. It's, there's nothing quite like the yeah, rush. Nothing. There's nothing like the I feel it. 16. 21. Last oh, time. you got a damn good hand. Not too shabby. All right, let me uh, let me tell you what I'm looking at here. So it's a Jack, Jack, Queen, Queen, 5. 
So it's going to be pair for two, pair for four, and then, oh, you know what? I screwed up. Got to do my 15s first. 15, 2, 15, 4, 15, 6, 15, 8, pair for 10, pair for 12. Yep. That's, uh, that, that should be the, uh, what you needed to, to bring it home, although you never know in cribbage. I have you a never know. curse of the even cards. I have a 2, 6, 8, and an ace, so all I'm getting is a 15, 2 off of the 6, 8, ace for two points, and I, anytime you get a queen flipped, you don't expect much from your crib, and oh, yeah. two points, which is the second time this game I've had two, two. points in a crib. Um, Slump is hitting you. It's, it's not good, and I'm on the outside going around, so it takes more pegs to get around. That's a uh, centripetal yeah. motion. Yeah, we were talking to my, uh, my uncle today, who is a higher up university administrator, and uh, he was asking us Shaker how much, and mover. <laughs> for sure, asking us how much we knew about physics, and he we spent about two minutes talking about conser conservation of momentum, all as part of a example of problem based learning, which I knew about beforehand, and I knew about the same amount afterhand, but. It was fun anyways. Anytime you can get my, my uncle talking about engineering problems, that's that's where he's happiest. So, yeah. We've been... Well, uh, go ahead, yeah. I brought one more question. Yeah. Um, this is... I really should have led with this because it's more of a softball, but maybe maybe we'll uh, generate some interesting conversation. Chili's or Applebee's? Oh, that's Chili's. Yeah. No, Chili's has been uh, rated America's number one restaurant in a uh, private user poll, 10 years running. Um, actually, it's going on 11 now. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you that question because I actually don't know what your preference is. Well, um, Chili's, of course. What if it is a Chili's Express? Now, is that just like a you order to go and you go and there's no seating or what? Because I don't know that. Uh, the menu's a bit, a bit more limited, I think. I think uh, okay. airport Chili's. Ah, there is a Chili's Express, I believe, in O'Hare. Um, and I've never been there myself because I usually don't eat in the airport unless I'm traveling for work. But yeah, Chili's is, uh, they, they just do it the best. I recall one time, excuse me, I was in Evanston with my oldest brother um, and we were watching, I believe it was Northwestern versus Nebraska football game on television. And Jack, I think you were at the game. Hmm. Um, and my brother and I, Chili's had some sort of uh, unlimited soup and salad type of deal for like five bucks, which is ridiculous. But we went there and we just ordered that. And, you know, five dollars for each of us, probably eight dollars tax until we ate soup and salad until the uh, the cows came home. So that was that was that was pretty enjoyable. I'm always a big fan of. Uh, unlimited food you know sometimes you get bottomless pancakes at at the ihop although they put like cement mixer in those things you can only get through about three or four and then the uh the never-ending possible the pretty uh popular option at the olive garden where my where my sister works and uh, i always feel like i don't find out about that until after it's over and i head into the olive garden wanting to get the never-ending possible and all of a sudden, they're advertising their their tour of Florence or something, and it's like twenty bucks for wine samples. So, 
Yeah, I don't know what we were talking about. Chili's versus Applebee's. I really don't know Applebee's super well in regards to what differentiates them. I think I'm versus your crib. Yeah, you dealt. Because I had a crib that was like a 2.6, mm-hmm. or is a pair of queens. Um, anyways, my hand is a is good, but it's I don't think it's going to be enough. 10, 5, double Q, 15, 2, 15, 4, 15, 6, 15, 8, pair for 10, pair for 12. Mm-hmm. Which is what I need, but I'm not exactly in control of my own uh, destiny here. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, 2, 3, 4, 4. Okay, okay. Yeah, that I brought us even, by the way, until I scored my four. So I'm yeah, up by four true. with. Uh, there's a nail in the coffin right there. So. Oh boy, it's not looking really at a able. two, three, three, ten jack. So fifteen, two, fifteen, four, fifteen, six, fifteen, eight pair for ten, and that brings me up yeah, to one oh three. Remember, one twenty one is what we're going for. So it's a palindrome, always oh, yeah. a, a fun number. It's also a. Uh, Probably not a prime number, although we don't have any confirmation of that, and really there's no way to know. So. Verdict is still out on, on prime numbers, whether or not they, uh, they actually exist. Yeah, I think 121 is, you can multiply 11 a couple of times to get there. 11 times 11, is that 121? 11 times 10, 110, yeah. So we can actually confirm that 121 is probably not a prime number. Although, probably. Jack, didn't you used to, I recall in high school, you were pretty invested at one point and writing the proof for, was it 1 plus 1 equals 3 or something uh, I got like 2 that? plus 2 to equal 5. Ah, I actually uh, wrote out the proof, lost it, unfortunately, mm. but um, I, I did do that. That was right around the time that I was uh, memorizing pi. How, so how many digits did you get to and how many could you currently recite? I got up to about 250. Um, That's pretty 250 digits, and I bet today I could give you 20. Oh, that's maybe. still solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I 3.14159, is that right? That's right, 3.14159265358979326264333. Here's the great thing about, about pi, and I'm not diminishing what you said because I truly believe it's true. You can tell people that you can recite pi for two minutes, and if they've had enough alcohol and they're not checking their phones, you just go, and you'll be the life of the party, regardless of whether you know the numbers or not, because I haven't done that myself, but now I have something to do next weekend. So, um, Jack, I, in high school, I never had this opportunity, but getting games on your uh, your TI-83 or 84 was also a, mm-hmm. a cool thing to do. you ever have any... Good games on your calculator? Uh, Blackman's a pretty good one. It's uh, basically the goal of the game is you have to get your man to the, I don't know if it's the entrance or the exit, but and, and in order to do that, you have to push some blocks around. And it's pretty simple, but it's an interesting problem-solving game. I always really wanted to get Pokemon, Pokemon. and I was never able to. I don't, I don't think I had the right cable. Did you have classmates who had Pokemon? Uh, I think I knew one guy who did. But I never saw it in action, and uh, that definitely would have uh, yeah. revolutionized <laughs> AP calculus. Yeah, getting a getting a three on that that physics AP exam was a stretch. So. Did you get a three on physics and AB, or did you get higher in AB? 
Um, for Kelk? Yeah. I got a foreign. Oh, we got a big shot over here. Yeah, well. Deriving and integrating and talk about a true power role. Oh, yeah. This guy's the king of Kelk. Chicken pie. Uh, <laughs> 13. Yeah, I, I, I pulled a solid uh, uh, 23, 28. Pulled a solid 3. Uh, we're at 28, right? Yeah. No, that's 31. Um, solid 3 on both Calc AB, which is the max math that was offered in our high school, and uh, and physics. I, uh, I don't know. We didn't have a good... We had different calculus teachers, actually, but I don't think either one of our calc teachers was amazing. And then we had the same physics teacher who was a, a love-hate relationship type oh, yeah. of guy. And uh, I, I don't know did I don't know if he had a degree in physics. He definitely had a degree in, in uh, Bible. I think so. He was a smart guy. Just um... not, not the best teacher. Smart guy, but yeah. Uh, some, some people really loved him. Some people really didn't like him. I think we were probably both pretty... Neutral. Uh, that end of the year barbecue, though. So I didn't get to go to that. I had, I probably had to work at the Kmart or something. But uh, I remember that you got to go to that. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, I think it rained. Mm. But yeah, what can you do? All right, uh, I'm gonna close things out here with uh, a nine ten jack. <laughs> nine ten jack jack five. So that's fifteen two, fifteen four, fifteen six, pair four, eight, and two runs of three. Next fourteen. Not quite. Okay. Not quite, buddy. Game's still in 15, play. Oh, well, that's what you scored, but the game's not over yet. If you owe me a 14. 14. Only 14. All right, here comes Quinn, because he's got a, a home run hand, he said, with a I'm one away. side eye. Um, I have an ace, two, four, five, which is kind of a wonky hand, but this is mm -hmm. a 15, two, and a pair for four. Looks like it should be a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not. I'm going to need a solid... 26 in the crib to go out here. A modest. Uh, it's a great you do, hand. You do score first next. Yeah, but if you get a point in play, which is probably like upper 90s percentage of happening, it's a good hand. My crib is a 6 7 double 8 with a 5 flipped up. Um, if I was closer, this would be fun. But this is a 15 2, 15 4 pair for 6, two runs of 4 hand for 16, which actually gets me close, but not close enough to. Uh, to where I need to be. Um, does that look right to you, 16? 15, 2, 15, 4, pair for 6, and 2 runs of 4 makes 14. You're right, 6 plus 8. Sorry, I was doing 6 plus 10. Alright, so we're now not quite as close. Um, this is where I want to be. Wasn't that the song that uh, Hillary Slothauer and Danica? From Rock Church. Sure. So it's originally, uh, originally, well, Ringo uh, wrote that song, but it was actually a Shirelle song. And then, of course, the the version that we all know is the Four Tops, uh, which is that information is, accurate? I don't actually know. Uh, well, our dog Wiggly's favorite ah. group is the Four Tops. Sure, sure. This uh, this this game worked out pretty perfectly with our with our timing between the uh, the stories and the the alcohol and um, the cribbage being played in between. We're up to forty two minutes now. That's Jackie Robinson's number, baby, and uh, also Michael Jordan. Exactly, yeah, Michael Jordan, his uh, lesser known number, but. Um, yeah, we're going to finish this out. It's going to end in the next 10 seconds here as we go and play. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, that's I, every week I do my podcasts, and I think, wow, this was the most rambling. Uh, that would be six points for me. Uh, the most rambling podcast that I've ever had, and each week I find a way to top it. So I think the biggest issue with this one was. One, I didn't really write anything, and I think Jack for uh, for carrying most of the conversation with his poignant questions. But two, I think we're both pretty tired, mm-hmm. and uh, when you throw a couple sips of bourbon and tequila into that, it, at least for me, it, it puts me right to sleep. So, do you ever listen back to your podcast? I I will, and I won't. I probably will not do this tonight unless I just want to fall asleep. So I might do that. Um, I will listen back immediately. Um, after as I'm uploading to YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes because there are processes for for all of those things and uh, yeah I'll listen to it and then from there I I typically won't ever do a full listen um, of any one particular episode but um, they're they're all there in case I ever do everything's on YouTube and SoundCloud is is particularly nice because if you are, let's say you're listening on your phone, you can open up SoundCloud in a browser and then minimize it and do That's other nice. things. You whereas, can't do that with YouTube. Yeah, unless you upgrade to YouTube Red or whatever. But iTunes is a similar thing where, you know, you can obviously like listen to that in the car and stuff, and you can you, know, you download podcasts straight onto your phone, and it doesn't take up too much storage space, and um, you know you can use other applications while you're doing that. So that was actually the biggest push because for those of you who have been with us from the beginning, you know, we started just on YouTube because it's easy, it's free. And then, I don't know, about four or five episodes in, we held our uh, our telethon pledge drive and um, had a couple people call in. And yeah, that was fun. So we're, uh, we're having a time and we're constantly changing. Uh, for those of you who are keeping score at home, that's a... A win for Jack and a loss for little brother Q, but we had we had fun anyways. That was probably only the second or third game of cribbage that I've played in this apartment because most people know Mancala better and they that's a quicker game and they they want to do that, which is fair because I I like Mancala myself. But um, that's that's the end of our game and we're we're pretty much at the end of our podcast here. We're running a little bit longer than I like to run, but that's okay. Um, we're, we're going to turn it over a presidential debate style for, for Jack for any closing thoughts that he has on the podcast here. Uh, take it away, Jay. That's what, that's what Chris Martin from Coldplay says. He always says, hey, Jay! And Jay plays a cool solo, Johnny uh, Buckland. So, Johnny Buckland. Take it away, Jay, as Chris Martin says. Um, no big closing thoughts. Uh, I guess I just want to say that it's been a privilege and an honor and a blessing to be here on the Beantown podcast. It's really been a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's great to be here in Baltimore, the city of beans. Yep. And crab cakes mm-hmm. and football. Of course. And uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of my stay. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, before we go, I do want to uh, mention Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Uh, of course, we've been trying to get corporate sponsorship for many, many weeks now. Uh, Jack Link's, I would love to, to to strike up a deal with you guys. I've got your cup here. I've been drinking 
um, some tasty uh, beverages out of it the entire night. So if you're interested, please give me an email. It's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N, podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we love to be in the Jack Link's business. Uh, my rates are pretty cheap. You know, it's like a, a billboard outside Ebbing, Missouri. Not too expensive. Easy for single moms. So uh, that's our podcast for this week. We're not doing any outro music because we've got some neighbors who are uh, a little cranky. It's a work night, so we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. But anyways, if you did make it this far, forty seven minutes in, and you didn't fall asleep, I do appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, send us a note, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, that's the end of that. We are going to pack up ship, and we're going to go to bed, and we're gonna get a solid eight hours, and it's gonna feel great. So thank you all for listening, and we will check in on you next week. <laughs>